Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides, and you can follow my cousin Twitter, my cousin Jared on Twitter, my cousin Twitter on Jerry or whatever, yeah. cousin Jared, yeah. <laughs> if you do that thing. Uh, we're talking college football again today. We've got more games from week four of the 2022 season. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game and information along with each team's power rating and a graded A, B, or C pick either now or coming later for every game. It's available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. Do what you want with these picks, all of them, some of them, or none of them. Take what you like and leave the rest. Our goals in this episode are to share key information about this week's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling. So it'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Cousin Jared will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cousin Jared, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Excited to talk about some more of the college football slate for this weekend. I feel like we're in the middle of it now and it's like, yeah. it, it's not, it's still exciting, but it's starting to feel like the little bit of that early season excitement's wore off. And now it's like, okay, now we got to really figure out some of these teams. Exactly. And I think that the first couple of games we talk about here are going to give us a great opportunity to do just that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I wanted to say, I, I think it's interesting at this point of the season, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but at this point we've got to figure out what should we overreact to and what should we not overreact to. And mm-hmm. my answer is that's kind of why I built the model to try to synthesize all that data and help us figure out those things that we look, do a lot of research on the side, right? And you look into, uh, you know, win expectancy and you can look at turnovers and you can look at success rate. You can look at all those type of things. That's kind of what the model's trying to do is synthesize all that information because there's some teams I think we should be overreacting to and some we shouldn't be overreacting to. And that's kind of what the model is going to try to help us do to help, help us guide, navigate that, that like landmine, yeah. you know, yeah. path here through the first part of the early part of the season. I agree. And I, I love when the model overreacts with me because that makes me feel the <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. The model's built to underreact. So yeah, I'm with you. When yeah. the model overreacts, I'm like, oh, it's, it's seeing it's something, something that we really, yeah. it's like, it, it's usually something we've seen as well. We're like, oh, it, it thought so too. Okay. It, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, before we get to today's show, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are, yeah, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. And a reminder, we've started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include things such as exclusive access to the play of the day. And on College Football Saturdays, again, the play of the time slot had uh, four or five different plays uh, last College Football Saturday. only missed one of them. Uh, we've got a Discord group. And that's just a group chat where we all talk about line movements and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun in there. Ad-free and early access early access to the shows and early access to projected spreads. I think there's like three games in a row that we're going to talk about that the early access to the projected spreads would have really got you some better numbers yep. here. Um, but let's get to it. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign-up link is in the show's description and current as of the time of this recording. It is late night Tuesday, September 20th when we're recording this. We're sort of finishing out the Friday slate. We covered the one Friday game on episode one. If you haven't seen it, uh, Cousin Jerry, point to this guy there. You can hit, hit us up in that corner right there. I'll put... I'll put episode one right there. If you haven't seen episode one, you can go back and watch that. That's where the other Friday game is. We're going to talk about the other two here uh, tonight. First one, 8 p.m. Eastern, Nevada and Air Force. And um, 
talk about disappointing. I mean, Air yeah. Force really laid an egg. I mean, I think we were yeah. all like on the Air Force bandwagon and they just yeah. stunk it up last week. And uh, that was obviously discouraging. Uh, Nevada has been obviously terrible all season. Yeah. Somehow didn't get that cover against Iowa. They hung in there for us, but uh, they somehow, hung in that game for like seven hours. <laughs> for seven hours for longer than anybody should have, right? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, barely missing the cover on that one. I'm going to take the points with Nevada again. It's 24. It's a lot of points. The model says it should be um, only 20 and a half. If Air Force had played worth a darn last weekend i think the model would have said 24 but of course in the line probably would have been like 27 right um so it's I, i'm taking the points but i'm very nervous about this one I, i'm taking it because I'm, I'm saying maybe the model still sees something that i don't and this is a total 45 so a low scoring game and, and if air force doesn't really come out to play here maybe they don't put nevada away maybe they win you know 28 7 something like that but like I said, I'm taking Nevada just in case the model sees something I don't with a C grade pick, but I'm very nervous that Air Force is just going to run up and down the field on them. I have to think that Air Force offense is more effective than Iowa's. Obviously, their defense isn't as good as Iowa's, but I'm not confident that Nevada can score hardly anything. So I'll take the points with them. I think it's a lot of points because I just don't think Air Force is – they've shown signs of being good, but they also have shown signs of not being good. So right. I'm just going to take the points here, but it's not my most confident play. It's kind of a principled play taking all these points, especially with a low total, but again, not my favorite. Uh, Cousin Jared, what's your insight for us on this one? If I had to pick a side on this, I think I'd probably lay the points with, with Air Force just because I think Nevada is really, really bad. Uh, yeah. But but to to your to your point, like I I understand why you're doing what you're doing. That's that's a lot of points, especially if Air Force gets up, uh, you know, late in the game, they could just try to run run the ball, run the clock out, and everything. So uh, I can definitely see that being the case. I'm more concerned about the the Mountain West Mountain at, at this point, uh, Mountain Division, because who who wants to to win that division? Like, is it Nobody. is it? Yeah, I thought it was going to be Air Force after last week. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm not sold on Boise. Uh, Wyoming, I, I guess, has gotten uh, you know a better leg up hmm. on, on on those teams now since they had the victory over Air Force. Yeah, they've still yeah. got they've still got plenty of uh, holes. Just... You, it's not going to be Utah State. It's not going to be New Mexico. <laughs> it's not going to be Colorado State. And, and so, like, I guess it's Boise Air Force or Wyoming. But man, everybody has had their kind of you know flaws at this point. It, it's mm -hmm. a much more flawed division than I would have thought coming into the yeah. season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other Friday night game, speaking of one of those teams, Boise State, is a 15.5 point favorite at UTEP. Model says this one should be 19.4. It's closer to an A grade. I'm just nervous with Boise. They seem to be a team that when they're big favorites like this on the road, I've just seen too many times where they don't really go out there and come big number. And so I just have a little bit of a lack of confidence in them because of that. I, I like backing Boise. I just can't give it an A grade. This was like 12 and a half. Absolutely. I don't think we're ever going to see that number. At 15 and a half, again, model thinks that the most likely outcomes are 20, 21, you know, 17, that sort of thing. So we're winners on all of them. Like I said, just Boise State on a Friday night on the road. It feels like a game that they're up, you know, 14 in the third quarter and they just yep. 
don't seem to care to put them away. So I'm, I think it's the right side, but it's not one that I have a lot of confidence in. If this was in Boise, maybe a little bit different of a story. Uh, we've also seen Boise sometimes in these games win by 50. So it, it, it feels just like there's a lot of variance, I guess is what I'm trying to say in this one. Um, yeah. If you're looking at, I mean, I might be more comfortable playing an alternate line on this one and laying a really big number and just say, hey, Boise might go out there and kick the crap out of them. And if they do, I've got massive plus odds. But it's, it, like I said, a lot of variants, I think, in this game. Not that yep. UTEP is any good. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you think? I am going to be on the under 46 here. I saw everything from, from UTEP that I needed to see in their game against New Mexico uh, last week. When when New Mexico, you're playing against them and you only get 10 points and you have seven turnovers in the game. Uh, I'm mm. concerned about what Boise is, is going to, to do to you. So I know they're playing out in El Paso. I know Boise State has been up and down on the road in, in recent years. Uh, but I think Boise's problems are mostly on the offensive side of the ball. I think their defense is, is still mm-hmm. fairly solid. And so I see this being an, an ugly game, and I don't think that New Mexico – or excuse me, UTEP is going to score many points at all. This yeah, definitely has the feel of like 27 to 3 or 27 to 10, something like that. So uh, I'm going to take the under 46. I just don't see how UTEP – I don't even know if they find the end zone against this Boise State defense. Yeah, I agree. The implied team total would be probably 14 and a half. And I would definitely go under the team total yeah. if you took 14 and a half. I'm with you. If this game is 10 to three, I'd be like, mm, well, yeah, that's about yeah. right. I don't think it's yeah. going to be 10 three, but I mean, if yeah. that was the final score in this game, I think we all would just be like, well, that's kind of figures. I mean, yeah. I'd like you. I don't think UTEP's going to do much. Uh, or like I said, with Boise, like I said, that's might be why I would look at that team total for UTEP under because Boise and sometimes in these games, goes out there and just puts up 50 and if it's 50 to three i'd be like well we know utep was bad right I, but I, I'm right. With, I think the thing we definitely agree on is utep isn't scoring much 14 and a half exactly way too many points if you're looking at team totals yep exactly uh 12 p.m eastern on saturday now bowling green at mississippi states uh, model says this one should be bulldogs minus 31 bowling green is ranked 114th that's not very good mississippi state still in the top 25 even after losing to lsu I like laying the points with Mississippi State. It's only a C-grade pick just for fear of the look-ahead spots. Um, also coming off of uh, such a you know a physical game against LSU and then the next week playing yeah. uh, Texas A&M. It's, it's not a situation where I feel really confident they're going to have a starters in for very long in this one. But Bowling Green is absolutely terrible. If Mississippi State yeah. plays all 60 minutes, they're covering this number. Yeah. I, I, and I, and I want to get it in today because 30, 30 is on the right side of 31, 32. It's obviously on the, I don't think it's going to go down to 28, right? 29, right, 30 right. are mostly dead numbers. I don't think it's going to 28 or 27, right? That'd be fantastic, but I don't think it's going to just in case this gets bet up. If it gets bet up to that 31, 32 area, that's a, that's a complete pass. So at this point, I like being on this side of 30. I just, can't go too heavy on it because I'm just not sure if they're going to have any interest in playing their starters, you know, the entire fourth quarter, really. Right. And so um, that's why it's only a C-grade pick for me. Because, Jared, what do you think? I don't really have anything insightful about this game. What I think if, if I had to pick an angle on this, and I don't know if the lines are out yet, but maybe play lay the points with like Mississippi State in the first half. 
uh, because I, I, I could definitely see this going like the first half of the Mississippi State Memphis game, the, the first game they played of the season where Mississippi State just crushed them in the first half. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of just messed around there. You know, Memphis scored some points at the end of the game. Um, but like and Memphis said, is a much better team than Bowling Green. That is, that is correct. And, and uh, you know, like you said, with Mississippi State playing Texas A&M next week, no reason to keep Will Rogers out there into the fourth quarter or anything like that, most likely, if, it, if this game plays out like we think. So uh, no real insight about uh, the spread or total here, uh, but definitely if you wanted to look like a first half number and lay the points, I mean, like 21 points, 23. Like, I don't know. Like, I I think they're just going to crush them in the first half. So uh, yeah, I'd be very happy laying 20. Okay. So there you go. 20 or 21 points. I'd lay 21. I'd, I'd lay 21. I wouldn't be very happy. I'd I'd do it. Right. I feel like, uh, I feel I'm with you, you know, 21, 23. I feel like those are numbers you still lay being on the right side of 24. Um, but 20 would be the one where I'm, I'm excited to like 20 because yeah. I'm with you. I think it's going to be pretty ugly. It's just, I don't know how that second half is going to play out. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think a great angle there looking at the first half play, even if the number gets big, it's probably worth it. Yep. Uh, three thirty Eastern. I, I want to, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this one. I want to set this up for you here. Notre Dame and North Carolina, uh, Notre Dame, uh, fair to say a disappointment this season, true or false. Uh, I, I guess true i mean i mean like not a trick yes. question yeah I, I i guess i'm surprised about the loss at marshall but i almost think that the loss at marshall was acquitted with how uh it made up for almost how well they played ohio state because i thought they were just gonna get blown out in, in, right. in that game so so true. yes i think overall it's a disappointment but i i think i've seen definitely some positive things from Notre dame it's not all negative right north carolina have we seen anything from North Carolina that indicates that they're any good? I, I mean, uh, well, their I, offense. I think their offense, offense is good. I think sure. their defense is good. But that's only half of the equation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. their defense is so terrible. I, I, I don't quite understand the narrative around this. It's like, I'm absolutely with you. Like Notre Dame, the loss to Marshall, you know, I, I picked Marshall there. I expected Marshall to cover that game. I didn't expect them to win. Yeah. Uh, last week against Cal, they – they looked better, I think, in the second half. They were actually getting moving the ball a little bit on the ground. The line was looking a lot better. Still didn't cover. So I feel like people are like, Notre Dame lost to Marshall. Notre Dame didn't cover to Cal. And there's this like Notre Dame's garbage narrative. And it's like, mm-hmm. they're not a top five team, but they were never a top five team. Right. Um, and I just don't see anything on North Carolina that's impressed me. I've got an A grade pick here on the Fighting Irish plus one and a half. Uh, you can look money line mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, it's one of those like immovable force meets the unstoppable, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. Things where it's like Notre Dame's offense has struggled, but the way that their line played in the second half of the Cal game, I was watching most of that. They looked a lot better. They actually looked competent. I feel like they got things rolling there. They ought to score off of North Carolina. And the way their defense, how good their defense is, I think they can get a couple of stops. Now, I think their offense is going to stop themselves a few times, but it's going to be kind of one of those back and forth tight ball games here. I feel like this is the type of game that if somebody's smart, whoever scores with like 30 seconds to go to tie it, won't kick the extra point. They'll go for two and try to <laughs> try to yeah. win it. This yeah. feels like a game where like, which team wants to go to overtime in this, situ- in this situation? Now, right, they probably right. won't, but it feels like that'd be the smart thing to do. And somebody wins by one point probably doesn't happen, but that's my like bold prediction of the week is somebody wins this game by one point. Uh, yeah. I don't know what kind of odds you can give me on that. It's probably crazy high. I'm taking yeah. a point and a half. Um, I just the model has Notre Dame ranked 26 outside the top 25. Now it has North Carolina at 45th. 
bottom line is I, I just don't think North Carolina is a complete football team. They've got a good offense. They've got a terrible defense. And I know the game's in North Carolina, but I, model says Notre Dame by four, 4.4. I don't quite understand the North Carolina love. Give me Notre Dame here. A great pick. Uh, Cousin Jerry, what do you got? This feels like I would need to be getting three points either way to feel comfortable about this game. Because uh, because I think you, you outlined a lot of good reasons to back Notre Dame. But, man, I just can't get over some of the stuff that we've seen from their, their offense. And I know that – um, you know, North Carolina's defense has been really, really bad, but, but also like, I, I have a feeling North Carolina's going to put up some points. Like, I don't know, I don't know how many they're going to put up, but I think they're definitely going to score. I, I, I think I would have to say that Notre Dame's going to have to score like at least, you know, 28, 31, 34 points probably to, to win this game. I mean, do you think I'm crazy saying that? No, I, th- I think, and I think they'll score. I think this is the week that their offense looks better and puts up points, not because their offense is good, but because North Carolina's defense is bad. Yeah. So, I mean, the prediction on this would be about 28, 28 is what the total implies. Yeah. That feels about right. I think he's going to get some touchdowns. I, I guess it, the, like thinking, thinking through this here, the thing that probably appeals to me most is I, I don't know if it would get there, but if this total got to 55, I think that the way that I would phrase it is I have more faith in Notre Dame's offense than I do in North Carolina's defense. Agree. I, I, I Which is part of the reason why I'm picking Notre Dame. Exactly that. Yeah, and, and so to, to me, that doesn't give me enough comfort with Notre Dame because I still think that North Carolina could win a shootout, but it does give me enough faith that this could go over like 55 yeah. if it got to that number. Or, you know, you get a decent shot of, at, at a push at, at 55. Yeah. So, um, you know, 56, uh, sh- sure. You know, like if you're going to play over 55, besides the push protection, there's not much difference at, at, at 56. Hey, um, the game is going to – the final total is going to be 55 or 57. It's going to be 28-27. Someone's going for two at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and they're either okay, going to win 29-28 okay. or 28-27. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, so How about this one? Go. How about this one? Total mm-hmm. number of field goals in this game, over or under one and a half? Uh, I'm – I'd, I'd go over. I'd go over. I, I think. I, I think. I think Notre Dame can get a stop near the red zone or within field goal range, and and I think Notre Dame can stop themselves uh, one time on offense. So I think I'd go over on that. I think Notre Dame has more of a chance of kicking field goals. That's another reason I like the plus one and a half because I feel like that's the chance they get two field goals. Uh, now it may turn out yeah. when they go for two and and uh, because they yeah. get two field goals, but I think it's more likely that Notre Dame can move the ball in North Carolina, but stops themselves and kicks field goals. I kind of think North Carolina is either going to be like three and out or once they get going, if they get moving, they're going to score a touchdown. Yeah. I just don't see North Carolina kicking kicking many field goals. Uh, It should be a really fascinating game. And I think uh, we're going to learn a lot about both teams because if Notre Dame's offense is ever going to have success, it's here. And if North Carolina's defense is ever going to have success, it's here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If if Notre Dame scores like 17 points in this game, they've, they've got some massive red flags. Yeah. Massive red flags. Yeah. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, Middle Tennessee at Miami. Miami's a massive favorite, as they should be. Model says this should be Miami minus 24. I'm going to grab the 26 and a half with Middle Tennessee State. It's a B-grade pick. Uh, Miami coming off of a, a tough game last week. I just think this is a lot of points. I still kind of have faith in Middle Tennessee. Not a ton of faith, but a little enough. It's kind of like this is like my last hurrah with Middle Tennessee State. If they can't keep this close, especially with Miami being a, you know, up and down-ish team. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they don't deserve to be in the top 100 of college football right now. They're ranked 96. And so, I mean, if they're going to hung on that top 100 rating, they got to, they got to lose this by 20. They got to hang in there and keep it respectable. If they lose this by 40, um, they're, they're out of the top hundred just because yeah. <laughs> that mean, that would just illustrate uh, how, how bad they are. So uh, not a good team, yeah. but I, I think they're good enough to hang in there. I think it's too many points. Uh, Miami just, again, hasn't really impressed me. Mm-hmm. I really thought they'd put up a better fight in college station. They had some opportunities, but they just couldn't get out of their own way. And if they make any of those mistakes like that, it's going to be hard to cover such a big number. So yeah. I'm grabbing all these points. Be great pick for me on the plus 26 and a half. Uh, Cause Jared, what do you got? So uh, it, the, I think the thing that I caught my eye here was the total of, of 52. Uh, you know, usually when, when I look at totals, you know, I take different inputs and everything, look at some projections and try to come up with something that I, I, I haven't seen anything that would, um, you know, say from a statistical perspective that this should be under the number of 52. This is completely coming from my, my gut here um, with Middle Tennessee State, you know, that first game against James Madison where they just got trucked. And I think they only scored like seven points against James Madison. I think going up against, obviously, a team of Miami's caliber on defense, you're definitely going to have some problems scoring points. Um, But from Miami, what I saw being at that game last week, um, Miami – AM got some pressure on the quarterback, but I don't know if they got a sack the whole game. The quarterback had some, had some time uh, to, to stay in the pocket and everything, and and he missed a, a lot of throws. Uh, and so if yeah, – That's Bears, kind of what I was indicating with it, not getting out of their own way. It was like it felt like watching that they had the chances to yeah. be, be right in that ball game, but they just couldn't do it. It was – yeah, yeah. Quarterback missing throws. They ran the ball okay, but they just couldn't get anything downfield. If there's any type of hangover or, or Van Dyke doesn't kind of get get it rolling, you know, passing the ball, uh, I think this is going to be a, a low scoring game. So uh, again, this is just completely gut feel, kind of what I saw from what I saw last week. I think Middle Tennessee State's going to have some problems scoring some points. And if Miami has any type of hangover at all, or they don't get that passing game going, and I know I don't know what his name is, but their their top receiver was out last week. If he's not coming back. Um, I, I just think that would be even even more reason they would have a hard time putting up some points. So, uh, you know, again, usually I have some type of statistical analysis that I like to break this down on, but this is just completely what I saw with my eyes last week. Uh, I think I would have a hard time seeing this game getting a 52. I, I don't know about the receiver. All I can say is Miami has a bye next week. So if there's really no reason to rush them back for yeah. this game with a bye next week. And, and I, I, assume I, they're I, probably starting, I assume they're probably starting conference play after that. So definitely even more reason not to rush them back. Yeah, North Carolina after that, which North Carolina, the a team that should never be favored by too much or underdogged by too much because their offense yeah. is so like their defense is so bad, it's hard to beat anybody by too much, but their offense is so good, it's yeah. hard to really blow them out, right? It's yeah, like, and, and like North Carolina will, can play with anybody. <laughs> yeah, and, and you will you will need your best receiver against North Carolina. Yeah, I'd feel right. confident saying that. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, I don't know any have any inside information, but my just thought would be like with the bye week next week in this game, there's no need to rush anybody back unless they're hundred yeah. rushes already. Yep. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, Minnesota at Michigan State, a conference game here. Model says this is basically a pickle, maybe a slight lean to Michigan State. I'm going to grab the two and a half of Michigan State at even money. It's a B-grade pick. Uh, if it gets to three, that's an A-grade, so I'm holding back that issue. But the even money is relatively valuable. Uh, the probability this game lands on two is higher now uh, than in years past, given the changes to the overtime rules. I'm Obviously, Michigan State, huge step back last week. Very disappointing. Yeah, definitely. You can say that again. Very disappointing. Yeah, yeah very disappointing. Um, this is what we like to talk about at the beginning of the show. How much do we overreact to it? Model still says, says Michigan State, you know, 
it's taken that into account, but doesn't think they're quite as bad as maybe we would think just from watching that. Still ranks them 24th. Model has Minnesota 14th. The other reason I like Michigan State here, I could be wrong. I don't like peruse all the other, you know, where the rankings are, where people are, but like having Minnesota 14th, I feel like I'm pretty high on them. Like that's, yeah, yeah. that seems high. And if I'm that high on Minnesota and I still think this is a pick em, then I feel pretty confident going against it. Like it's not one of those mm-hmm. things. Like I don't think there's any way you can say that I'm underestimating how good Minnesota is. I've got them 14th. Like find me a bunch of people who have them that, you know, higher than that. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I'm underestimating Minnesota. So I'm going to take Michigan state here. I'd rather get three, but at home, I think they can hang in there tight game. Give me the even money too is pretty valuable. So be a great pick for me. And again, if it goes up to three, then I can throw that third unit on it. Uh, total here is 51. Cause what do you got for us? I, I, I mean, I, I'm not as high as the model is on Minnesota, obviously, but that was one of the teams that I mentioned in, in the, the season previews that I thought could potentially, you know, come out of the Big Ten West with with all the issues that we knew. Well, I thought we knew what issues Iowa had. They had even more issues than I, I think I thought they had. In Nebraska, we thought we knew the issues Nebraska had. It was yeah. even more too. And, and then Wisconsin, Wisconsin losing to Washington State. I know it's not a conference game, doesn't affect the Big Ten West, but um, I, I think all of the, the potential issues identified with those top teams have kind of come to fruition. I mentioned Minnesota as a team that can win the Big Ten West. I would have thought, you know, worst case scenario, this would have been a pick you know, mm-hmm. on the road at Michigan State after last week. Yeah. I can't believe that this is Michigan State getting two and a half points at, at home. So um, at I'm saying at even money. I am staying away from this game for now because like I never would have thought it would have been two and a half. If this could ever possibly get to three, then that's great. I, I'd love to jump on it then. Um, if if not, you know, maybe later in the week is something you play money line if you get any kind of plus odds on it or, or, or something like that. Um, I I feel like this line is an overreaction to what we saw yeah. last week. And, and, you know, the model is not overreacting. So this is one of those things where your mind might tell you to overreact, but I'd probably lean towards the model here and say this, yeah. there's something a little off about this line. Yeah. The model's reacting to Michigan state, but not overreacting. And it's, right. it's dropped them for sure as it should, but I don't think we should make that big of a deal. out. I still think this Michigan state team is solid. It's not like they're terrible uh, at home. I'm with you. I would have thought pick them. Uh, that's kind of where it started out. It's just been an influx of money here on Minnesota. Don't know if that's real or, or what. Who knows, right? But uh, yeah. I'm going to take advantage of it. Like I said, if it gets to three, it's even better, right? Yep. Uh, still sitting at 3.30 Eastern kickoff slot here. Florida at Tennessee. Tennessee is a 10.5 point favorite. Model says it should be Tennessee by 15. The model ranks Tennessee sixth behind wow. um, what uh, the top three and then – uh, Michigan, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oklahoma and Michigan are four and five uh, pretty close together. And then Tennessee's that next team. They're a little bit of a gap between five and six uh, model thinks Tennessee's that next best team there. Uh, I haven't been impressed with Florida. I took Florida in that first game. I think I faded them ever since. I think I'm perfect on Florida this year. I'm going to fade them again. It's a B grade pick. It's a B grade pick here at 10 and a half. It opened for a hot second, nine and a half. That would have been an A grade pick. I'm hoping this gets down to 10 for that third unit, but I'd at least rather lock in 10 and a half before it gets to 11. Uh, model thinks the most likely outcomes for this are 13 and 14 and the next most likely 17. So we win in all of those. I just think Florida is, uh, you know, an up and down team, a frisky team. They, they're, they're the type of team that I'd have more faith that they come out and hang close and maybe win a thriller. I think that's just as likely as they lose by 28. I, I right. I'm not saying they don't lose by exactly 10 or 11 or something. Uh, we got to be smart about playing numbers, but this Florida team just feels like a team that, Think when things go right and everything's clicking for them, they're really good. And when things don't, 
they would get destroyed at Tennessee if things aren't right. going well. So I, I think it's just more likely it's a blowout. I'm going to be on Tennessee. Like I said, I don't mind laying the points here. Um, again, a pretty solid little edge here, about a 7% edge according to the model at this number. So uh, room to add a third unit depending on what happens here. But I'm laying the 10 and a half of Tennessee. Because uh, in general, you got <sighs> wish this would have been at that nine and a half when it opened. Yeah, nine and a half. Just a yeah. grade, move on, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is one where just off the top of my head, I, I don't feel like I feel like I if I had to pick a side, I'd be on Tennessee for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's just not you know this this is a rivalry game. Like this this feels like one of those games where some crazy stuff would happen. Um, but I think just to further back up your point, what I would say is Anthony Richardson looked okay, like fine in that first game against Utah, uh, 17 to 24 passing, uh, 168 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no picks, but he had a hundred rushing yards and had three rushing touchdowns. I would say, uh, I would and, say above average. It was solid, solid game for me. Yeah. In, in that first game against Utah. Uh, problem is after that against Kentucky he had 140 passing yards, two interceptions and four rushing yards. A back uh, sure. breaking interception. Yes. Uh, yeah. A couple of bad ones. And then against yeah. USF last week, only passed for 112 yards, had another two interceptions and only rush for, for 24 yards and no touchdowns. If he does not get going in this game, Florida will not be able to keep pace with, with yeah. Tennessee at all. Um, so I think this kind of lends credence to your point from what we've seen so far from Anthony Richardson definitely has the talent to yeah. keep Florida in this game, but it's just playing to do it for 60 minutes on the road. And it's yeah, hostile environment. Yeah, because like like we we've mentioned with Tennessee a couple of times this year, they're going to score touchdowns uh, often, and so you know one or two uh, mistakes, and that's going to cost you the game. So um, I can't get there myself with the ten and a half, but but man, if Anthony Richardson doesn't play better, this game is going to get ugly fast. Yeah, I faded Florida last week. It, it did seem like a, a a trap game, a look ahead spot, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't surprised that they struggled. I was surprised they struggled to the extent that they did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, 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 this pick is not really based off of that whatsoever. It's just more about, I'm just not convinced Florida's in the same zip code as Tennessee. And that's a really mm-hmm. tough place to play. When Tennessee's good, that place will be rocking here on Saturday afternoon. And like I said, I, yeah. just, I think it's more likely to blow out than anything else. Yep. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, Indiana and Cincinnati. This is one that uh, model said Cincinnati minus 19. If you got the early projections and saw that 19, you were all over the 14. It hung around for a little bit, and then it was gone. And now it's up to 16 and a half. I'm going to lock in the 16 and a half right now. It's, it's stupid minus 125 odds. I'm going to lock it in before it gets to 17. It's a B-grade pick. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, you know, if Cincinnati shows up, this is going to be a route. You yeah. know, and, you, and you never know. You know, Last week, Cincinnati really struggled in that first half. Uh, second half came out to play. You know, if they play like that second half, like the team they're capable of playing, Indiana is not very good, and it's going to be right. a blowout. Yep. If Cincinnati lets them hang in, uh, we've seen it many a time here in the last, uh, you know, 10, 11 months or so. You know, not quite back full calendar here, but the end of last year. Or so only a B-grade pick because the odds are terrible. Uh, sad I wasn't able to lock in 14 uh, as the official pick. Again, if you had those early projections, you could have got the opener at 14. Um, but I still think Cincinnati's decided to be on here. Uh, but I, you just in the back of your mind, you're just never quite sure if Cincinnati's going to, you know, play with their food for the first half and not be able to cover a relatively large number. So to me, it can't yeah. be an A grade pick at a number like 16 and a half total 57. Cause Jared, what do you got for us here? 
I am on the under 57 here. This game reminds me, at least um, from the perspective of the, the the matchup of Indiana's offense versus Illinois' defense from earlier this season. And Indiana got completely lucky to to win that game. Uh, yeah. Their offense yeah. was, was horribly inefficient uh, that game. And if, if Illinois just hadn't done Illinois things, yeah. they, they would have. Or the ref decided that there wasn't a touchdown when there, there was a and that were, yeah. were somehow review missed it. And I mean that, yeah. 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 So, so the fact that, that I have no confidence at all in Indiana's offense against this, this Luke fickle uh, defense, um, I would go to the other side and say, I think Cincinnati is a good team, but definitely I feel like one of their weaknesses is quarterback. And, and so, you know, we, that, that game against Arkansas sticks out in my mind where, you know, it feels like there was just one too many mistakes that, that kept Cincinnati from, from winning that game, um, specifically from the quarterback position. So um, it's one of those things where I just don't trust Cincinnati's quarterback to, to make enough plays. Sure, he can make enough plays for them to cover, but I don't see how either team gets close to scoring enough for this to go um, over the total of 57. So I feel pretty good about the under 57 in this spot. And, and another one where I, I really would like the Indiana team to under – as well, mm-hmm. if you wanted to split units or add to that, uh, team total here would be about twenty. I don't see IU getting to twenty points in this game. Uh, yeah. I think ten seems about right. The question is: Does Cincinnati, like I said, just screw around and do they only score, you know, twenty three, or yeah. do they actually are they actually going to score forty? Because I think the I, I'm with you. I like the under. I think Cincinnati could score a bunch, but I don't think Indiana helps them out enough to get to this uh, right. number fifty seven. So another angle where it would be that team total under. Because I think both you and I are agreeing that Indiana is just not going to have an easy time scoring. That offense just isn't nope. very good. It's This is a, a stark contrast to the Western Kentucky defense that they faced last Correct. Week. Correct. <laughs> very, very yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, James Madison at Appalachian State. Um, does Appalachian State, like, play not big games at this point? I mean, my goodness. I, I, I mean, do, w- would you be surprised if this game wasn't some type of barn burner as well? No, it should be. I <laughs> No, I expect this to be another fascinating game, right? They have the North yeah. Carolina game and the A&M game. And then last week, you know, game day's there. And the Hail Mary that was tipped backwards and caught in a rain. I mean, that was yeah. just a wild ending. Um, at some point, like... App State feels like I don't know what drug or alcohol analogy to use, but they've got to come <laughs> off this high and crash and just like right, pass right. out at some point, right? Uh, you would think. A, I mean, have they just won that North Carolina game, which they had a chance to on that mm-hmm. two point conversion? I mean, they had a ch- you know with whatever it was, thirty seconds to go or whatever. Um, right. What a magical season, but I mean, at some point it's got to catch up to him. Another one where if you had the early numbers on this one, you knew which side I'd like. James Madison was plus nine uh, for a while there on Sunday. Would have loved to have had plus nine. I still think plus seven's a great play. It's an A grade play for me at the seven. At seven, dropping to six and a half uh, would be a B grade pick, but having that push protection on seven. I mean, this has to be a one-score game and a tight game. That's a crazy finish, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, there you go. We're going to win with plus seven. I don't know who's going to win, but they won't win by yeah. double digits. It's obviously yeah. not that simple. Uh, App State's a better team. We still don't know a lot about James Madison, but the model has, them at this point, a pretty average FBS team. Only 14 spots below Appalachian State in my ratings. Model says it should be App State minus about five and a half. So getting seven here still offers pretty good value in that push protection. I love seven and a half even more, even more, but I'm okay grabbing seven with an A grade play here. I think it should be a tight, entertaining ball game. So give me the points. A grade play for me, total of 60. Cousin Jared, what do you got? I have nothing else to say about this game. I think it's going to be an amazing game. Uh, we talk about the the Mountain West Mountain Division all the time. The Sun Belt East. We we talked about this. We talked about it. Yeah, how yeah, excited we were for it. Se- 
Yeah, the season preview. And okay, Georgia State uh, is is zero and two. Uh, they are at the bottom of the. I mean, they haven't played any conference games right now. They're the only team in the division that hasn't uh, won a game yet. <laughs> the other teams in that division. Okay, so App State, Coastal Carolina, who who I, I will admit has not looked good. But yeah. is three and zero and has a pedigree of playing well once conference play gets going. James Madison, Georgia Southern, who beat Nebraska, Marshall, who beat Notre Dame, and Old Dominion, who beat Georgia Tech, almost beat Virginia. This I cannot wait. I mean, like if people, if you don't have an ESPN Plus subscription to watch all of the Sun Belt games, you need to go get that now because I think this division is going to be exciting all season long. Unfortunately, ESPN Plus is not paying us for this advertisement. Um, <laughs> they are not. They are not. But but you should pay them because it is exciting football. I agree. I, I wish they have, and they might. I don't know. Every year they have different deals. But I would love if they have like a Wednesday or Thursday night conference game of the week so that way we can kind of have a standalone yeah. game to watch. That would be fantastic. I don't know if they it do would or not. Be. Every year it's a little bit different with who gets what games there when we get to conference yeah. play in, in November. Uh, last game of this time slot, 330 Eastern, North Texas and Memphis. We chatted about this one mm-hmm. real quick before we uh, hit the record button. A game that we would have had a drastically different opinion on a couple of weeks ago, but North Texas just getting smoked at SMU. And, and yeah. we were kind of saying, hey, we think that maybe says a little bit more about SMU than North Texas. And I still think SMU is a good team. Uh, but then after seeing what North Texas did against UNLV, I think it says a lot about yeah. UNT as well. <laughs> right, uh, right. Memphis, you know, didn't look good against Mississippi State. Of course, Mississippi State's a really good football team. So what does that mean uh, in Memphis? I'm going to lay the 11 and a half points. It's an A grade pick for me. Model says it should be 15. So the most likely outcomes are 13 and 14. I think it, and it, it's, it's never this simple, right? Memphis could win by like 10 or 14 and whatever, but I kind of think this game is either going to get really ugly like the UNLV game or North Texas hangs around, uglies it up. And somehow it's a three point game. What I've seen from North Texas this year though, I have not been impressed with. I was high on them coming into the season. We were excited after we got that A-grade winner yeah. against UTEP. And then what we've seen from UTEP has also been a little bit of, they're also really bad at taking a massive step backwards as well. Right. I just am not sold on this North Texas team. The model is overreacting a little bit to North Texas. And I, I think it's accurate based off of what I've seen of them. Just not impressed. Really was, uh, again, thought that the end of last season was putting them in the right direction, but I, I don't think that's the case. I think that whole quarterback controversy coming in maybe said a little bit more than we realized about just the uncertain yeah. state of their offense. Yeah, hasn't looked good. I'm going to lay it with Memphis. I think it's more likely to be a blowout than a tight game. So it's an A yeah. pick for me on them. Like I said, model thinks most likely outcomes are 13 and 14. Personally, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 24. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, man. I feel like we know a little bit about about North Texas. Like you mentioned, it's a team that we've kind of followed closely the first couple of weeks here of the season. I put Memphis, even though they've played three games, I still put Memphis squarely in the camp of, I have no idea what to make of them. Uh, you know, that lost that first game of the season at Mississippi State. It was 49 to 23. Final score, a little misleading. They did nothing in the first half. They scored all of their points in the second half when Mississippi State had kind of packed it in. Right. And then week two, they got to play Navy, who, uh, again, a team that we've discussed ad nauseum how bad Terrible. they are. We'll talk about and, them later on tonight, I think. Yeah. And, and then they had a 12-point win at home against Arkansas state last week they being being memphis you know i i haven't watched arkansas state closely this year arkansas state's defense last year was atrocious it was one of the worst defenses like of all time and i i'm not exaggerating when i say that it was really one of the defense worst defenses ever and so i still you know winning a, a 12 point game against arkansas state at home i don't feel like i have learned much either this is a game that i just completely feel like man 
this is just a stay away just because I, you could, you could tell me anything would happen in this game and I would believe you. So, you know, man, hope, you know, maybe I, I, I would love for Memphis to, to blow out North Texas here because then I feel like I know at least a little something. Uh, but if this is a, another close game between these two teams, I feel like I'm in the same place I am now where I have no idea what to make of either right. one of them. Right. Model still ranks Memphis, uh, 64th, so pretty much smack average. And I think that yeah. I think kind of what you say aligns with that, right? We don't know a lot about them. It's kind of a meh situation. I mean, that kind of says yeah. mediocre average football team, right? At this yeah. point, it seems a little bit much to say they're any better than average. I don't think they've given that impression, but I'm not sure how much worse than average they are either, given how many mediocre teams there are at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe it's just like a, you know, maybe it's a, a a symptom of, of the conference that they play in because the, the American, I feel like you've got some really good teams at the top and you've got, you know, really bad teams at the bottom. Yeah. And so then you've yeah. got teams like Memphis where you're just right like, in between to do with them. Yeah. 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 Uh, to the night game, seven thirty Eastern kickoff Yukon and NC state model makes this one NC state minus 40 model has NC state, a top 25 team Yukon ranked 126, not even in the top 125. Um, this is a massive mismatch. I have concerns about NC State. I think they were overhyped coming into the season. I think we've seen that they're probably not as good as maybe people built them up to be. But at home against UConn, I think is a not a situation where that's going to be shown. Total, this one's 49. So the implied team total, just from looking at this, is UConn at five. Obviously, they mm. probably won't score five points. I yeah, only, see how, only Iowa can do that. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and yeah, and I don't think UConn's going to like pin NC State deep so they can get a safety. Maybe yeah. NC State, you know, snaps a snaps a punt out of the end zone or yeah. something. Yeah. I'm not sure UConn scores in this game. I think that NC State's offense is a little bit lagging at this point. But I mean, this is the perfect time to get that right. I'm going to lay the 39. I think they come out and kick some tail. We talked a lot about, hey, we were high on UConn because they hung in there with Utah State. Then we've seen what Utah State did. We were like, no, actually, UConn just still isn't very good. UConn yeah. might not be in the bottom three anymore, but they're still a very bad football team, and the bottom drops off pretty quickly there. So I'm going to lay it with NC yeah. State. Be great pick. Can't be that confident with this big of a number. But yeah. like I said, I just don't think UConn scores. I think NC State basically names their score in this one. I think it's more like a 45 to nothing game. Because, Jared, what do you got? I hope all of you, you viewers and listeners know that we have like a perverse joy in talking about the really bad teams. Yes. Uh, and and I, I think <laughs> e even when the really bad teams are going to get blown out, we, we enjoy, you know, for example, like Michigan and Hawaii earlier this year, we love talking about that game. You know, what was the total going to be? JJ McCarthy starting his first game. Was Hawaii going to score? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of things that, that we could talk about. This game is just gross. Like yeah. I, there's, there's nothing exciting. I mean, to talk about is UConn going to score. That's the question. It, it, yeah. I, I would lean towards a no, but yeah, you know too. what? What? What do? What do I know? Really? Um, this is just one of those. It's like where NC State isn't like you know. We we just talked about. It. You have Michigan in the top five, and so you know, seeing a top five team versus like a bottom five team, Michigan, Hawaii, that was exciting. This is just like, blah. You know, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's just not exciting. So sorry, people. I I, I didn't pump you up for this one, uh, but this one's just I think going to be a blah game. Yeah, NC State has Clemson next week, so uh, they have no interest in running up the score. Again, another reason it's only yeah. a B grade pick. But like I said, yeah. I just think UConn. I just think is terrible. I think NC State. This is the it, especially after last week facing a, a solid and improving Tech defense, right? 
Mm-hmm. Feels like the game plan should be let's get our offense clicking heading in the next week. Let's try all the things. Let's see if we can get it going. Feels like a game they're up 35 nothing in the half. First team offense comes out. They score another touchdown at the third quarter. They're up 42 nothing, And then it's just, I don't think UConn can score. I don't. I think we've got to be up right. early. Another situation like you were talking about, maybe a first half play. It's going to be a crazy high number. Yeah, but I mean, NC State minus twenty seven in the first half. I I'd like twenty seven. Oh just, yeah, I, yeah. This is definitely a, a candidate for for a first half play too. I, yeah. I think that's probably you know, I mean, is the first half line here going to be like twenty eight? Like twenty eight no and a half. Twenty eight and a half would be a lot harder to stomach. You know, twenty eight, yeah. twenty seven. I'm on twenty and a half. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. That's that was my analysis of the whole feel. game. Yeah. yeah fair, fair. Um 7 p.m. Eastern, Marshall at Troy. Marshall is a three-point favorite. Odds at minus 121. I'm gonna lay the three models so it should be five and a half. It's a B grade pick. Uh, I've got Marshall ranked 60th and Troy ranked 85th. I still think Marshall's a solid team. I just don't have a lot of faith in Troy. I don't really have much else to say about this game other than I think Marshall's the better team. I think they go on the road and win. And that means I'm laying a short number. It's pretty, that's, it's that simple really. Um, Again, when I've got a team 26 spots ahead of the other, the better team, not much else to say. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I really wish this total were like 52 and a half Mm. or, or something like that. uh, Because I, think that Troy's defense, so new head mentioned this a couple of uh, shows ago, but uh, new head coach at Troy is the previous defense coordinator at Kentucky uh, has some history with some good defenses. Uh, I, I think this game is going to be lower scoring, but the thing is with 51 and a half is you're on the South side of some key numbers there mm-hmm. and you just uh, don't feel really good about it. Cause below, you know, 51, you're really talking about like 48, 48. 45, 44, and that's quite a distance from from those numbers. So um, this is one of those things where if it got to like 52 and a half, maybe I'd consider it. Um, I think I just – I don't know. You want the win win on that? Yeah, because this is like – so I I would like bet an under on a 52 where it's a a game where I feel like I have a better handle on the teams. Like this Mm. is one where like I feel like I have a good handle on Troy's defense, but, you know, Marshall (laughs) – after beating Notre Dame and, and then what they lost to Bowling Green last last week. Um, so just with with kind of what I've seen from Marshall, I'm just a little mm, on, on the edge there. But yeah, if this were 52 and a half, I'd, I'd consider an underplay. Yeah. Uh, 730 Eastern New Mexico at LSU. I'm going to lay the 30 and a half with LSU. It's a B grade pick. Uh, I mean, New Mexico's much improved, mm. but – Night game in LSU. This feels like it's going to be over before it starts. Model says, yep. yeah, model says 31 and a half. Not an A grade pick, too many points, but I'm on the right side of the key er numbers up here, 31 and 32. I don't see getting down to 28. Obviously, that would be great, but I'm just, I'm just going to get it now before it gets to 31 or 32. I think those are two of the more likely outcomes. I think 35 is pretty likely. Feels like a game that's going to be 21 3 at the end of the first quarter, and it's just going to be a runaway. Uh, like I said, night game there. Uh, Total is 45. I'm not sure how New Mexico scores on that LSU defense. It's it's not yeah. necessarily the best defense in the country, but relative to what New Mexico's seen, it's very, very good <laughs> relative yeah. to yeah. all the other defenses they've seen. I, I feel like, you know, like I said, three points through New Mexico and maybe a scripted first drive where they pull out all the stops mm-hmm. seems like about their ceiling outside of a special teams or a turnover type situation, which is always possible. But 
LSU is just a much better team. So I'm going to lay it with LSU 30 and a half. It's a big number, uh, but that's what I'm doing. What do you got for us? Yeah. Normally when we talk about totals, we, we talk about some teams, you know, pulling their starters, not really having, you know, a need to, to run up the score, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think LSU's starters are on offense or well, offense and defense, but specifically offense. I think they're going to be out of the game pretty early. The problem is, is that I think even LSU's second string offense is going to be able yeah. to run the ball uh, against New Mexico. And so like, this is one where, I know 45 is a low number. Like you mentioned, I don't think New Mexico is going to score. Like I would, I would consider under 45, but the thing is, is even with LSU's backups in, I think they could be able to score pretty much at will. And it kind of comes down to what does the offense coordinator want to do? Like, are, are, are they trying to score points or are they just run up the middle every, every time? So, um, you know, had to play something. I think I'd play the, the under 45, but man, even the LSU's backups could score on this one and then you're done uh, with a total at that number. Or would you rather go like a team total on uh, New Mexico under seven and a half? Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think, I think that, that, that is probably the, the better play just because like I said, I feel like LSU could still score late if they wanted to. So yeah, maybe, maybe uh, and if there was an under seven and a half out there, maybe that would be the, the better yeah. play. That'd be the implied right now. I know, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, those aren't out yet. It might be six and a half. Six and a half is a lot tougher just because I feel like New Mexico has one score in them. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. It could be three. It could be seven. So if you go under seven and a half, yeah. that, feels, that feels better. Um, yeah. LSU plays Auburn next week. On the road, not really a look-ahead spot because, again, <laughs> Auburn's not that good. But yeah. uh, like you said, really no need to keep the starters in that long given coming off of last week and then another conference right. game on the road next week. There's just, there's not a need for it. It's like you said, I just think LSU is just a much better team. I think yeah. they're going to score early, get up early. And then the backups can score. And it just feels like it's going to be a, a, a massacre right. there in Baton Rouge. Right. right. Uh, the game of the week. Oh, yeah. PM Eastern Hawaii and New Mexico state. Uh, I don't know if this is on TV, but who boy, if it is, yeah, uh, yeah. Avert your eyes and hide the children. Um, yeah. Hawaii ranked 128th. New Mexico State 130th. This wow. is bad. Hawaii gets a little bit of a ding uh, when they travel to the mainlands. Even with that ding, New Mexico State, I don't know how they're a five-point favorite. I think three is probably a little too much, but I understand three. Giving right. me the win at three and the win at four. I'm taking the five with Hawaii. It's a B-grade pick. It's a B-grade pick specifically because in case this gets to six or seven, I can add that extra unit on it. And I really want that push protection or the win on those higher numbers to give it an A-grade because Hawaii is still terrible. But this is just mm -hmm. a principled play. It's like we talked about last week in the UTEP-New Mexico game. Why am I getting this many points with crappy teams playing each other when who the heck knows what's going to happen, right? That sort of thing. This is going to be ugly football, and uh, if it's if it's zero zero going to overtime, I'd be like, yeah, this give me more of this, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of yeah. those, it won't be obviously similar yeah. score here, obviously, but it, it it's just going to be bad football. I don't know how we can get to a number like New Mexico State minus five. I, Model still thinks Hawaii is a little better than New Mexico State on a neutral field. Again, even if that's not true, something over three seems like way too much. I'm grabbing the five with Hawaii. Um, 
can, can anyone break down the X's and O's of this game? Is that I feel like that's my challenge. Can you break down the X's and O's for us? Here? <laughs> okay, so number one, I already mentioned in the show that we have a, a perverted joy with bad games. And, yes, and, you know, you know, this UConn is it. And NC this is State, our Super Bowl. Yeah, UConn and NC State <laughs> is not qualified. This one hundred percent qualifies. Yes. You should be pumped for this game. Uh, yes. I can't believe that that Hawaii is getting five points here. Like yeah. you said, like, and, and so I know it's your your stick. You kind of have to, to make make a play on it. Um, I'm waiting on this because if this gets to six or seven wonderful if this goes to four and a half or even four wonderful it, it, it is it is all way more points than than hawaii should be getting in this spot in in my opinion um you talk about the x's and o's that new mexico state lost to nevada in week one or the week zero looks worse and worse with, with every single passing week mm-hmm. and Hawaii's loss to Vanderbilt, although they got smoked. I think we can all say Vanderbilt's probably at least a little bit better than what it we, also, it also there's every team has one, maybe two games a year where they just don't. Usually every team has one game a year that they just don't show up in and one game a year that they really outperform in. Right. And that was just right. I think a combination of Vanderbilt just played the game of their lives there, first game of the year, knowing they got to go get a win. We talked about that at the time. Vanderbilt knew they had to go on the road and get a win to try to get the ball eligibility. It's a huge win to get them to six. Mm-hmm. And they came out and played the game of their lives in Hawaii, just didn't look ready to play, and it was just ugly. Yeah. But it, feel, it feels excusable. It feels like a, Hawaii is still terrible but hasn't looked that bad yeah. since then. They just yeah. look bad, <laughs> but yeah, not like well, that well, and, 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 yeah, and look who they've played. They've played – well. Don't look at they played last week. They played Duquesne, but they, yeah. they played Vanderbilt, who, who yeah, blew their doors off. They played Michigan and they played Western Kentucky, who is, is like we've discussed many times on this show is no pushover at, at all. Right. Which, which, by the way, I hope everybody watched episode one and got Western Kentucky when they read a reasonable number, uh, because that has has moved up almost four points from, from when we talked about the, that during episode one. Um, and again, so like I feel like Hawaii has played some, some decent to good competition. New Mexico state has played the same thing, but man, that, like I said, that last lost in Nevada has just been really bad. So I feel like even though it hasn't been, you know, close games, I feel like I know a little bit. I feel like I feel better where about where Hawaii is at than where I do with New Mexico state, because I just do not feel good at all about where New Mexico state is at. You mentioned they put in that freshman in the second half of week zero and you hope that it would give them a spark, but it hasn't bear it hasn't that way. So and and it, the game against Minnesota, they didn't look good. The game against uh, Wisconsin played out exactly like we thought it would. Uh, yep, just disastrous. And yeah. I, I think in uh, there is something to be said for how good a program is is where your baseline regression to that spot should be. Hmm. Hawaii's program is better than where they are now. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to re and they're not a great program, right? But they're a, they, right. they at least can have some decent football. They took a dip down because they lost every player, but we expect Hawaii to regress back towards better. And in, we talked about this from the start. We knew they'd improve from that really bad start. Don't hmm. know how fast and don't know exactly to what level, but the thought process is Hawaii's always able to get decent enough athletes. We think that the coach can, you know, be competent there and that we expect Hawaii to slowly get better as the year goes along and, and get back towards the level of that program, which is obviously not great at this point, but not bottom five. So mm-hmm. we expect Hawaii to get back to that level. New Mexico state has no, like they'd have to fight against the grain to get to that level. And so right, just in terms right. of a, 
as the season, if this was later in the season, I feel even more confident about it, but I expect Hawaii to slowly make strides and get a point or two better a game as we yeah. move forward or half a point better or whatever, slowly climb up the rankings. I expect them to finish like, you know, 115th or something, right? Still very mm-hmm. bad, 120, still very bad, 120th, right? Still very bad, but just slowly yeah. getting a little bit better. Whereas New Mexico State, they always can, but there's nothing that leads yeah. me to yeah. think that. And the hope I had maybe from week one, watching that freshman quarterback was like, maybe he'd give him that spark. And then watching what I've seen, I'm like, yeah. eh, I still think it's, it's maybe a slightly improved New Mexico State, but that still should be worse than Hawaii. So yeah, obviously the big issue with this one, Hawaii sometimes struggles coming to the mainland. In theory, that shouldn't be an issue this year. That seems to be more of an issue with these six-win Hawaii teams that are maybe taking advantage of a game that they need for that bowl eligibility. This team should be hungry for a win, and there shouldn't be any lackadaisicalness yeah. traveling, yeah. you know, because they they know this is like one of this is their only chance to win, really, an FBS game yeah. <laughs> all yeah. season. So they got to go out there and try to win it, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and speaking of perverse joy, this is the, the perfect opportunity to, again, tip our hat to Florida International, who all of these terrible things that, that we have said about New Mexico State and, and UConn, and somehow FIU is a point and a half clear of New Mexico State for a worse team in FBS. And so really, you just you cannot state how um, impressive what FIU has done this season has been. I don't think impressive is the right word there, but I'll, I'll, I'll let it yeah. slide. Yeah. <laughs> 8 p.m. Eastern, Louisiana at UL Monroe. This is one that I was waiting on earlier in the week. Model says this should be Louisiana minus 16. Uh, Louisiana's rating keeps dropping every week. It's dropped again after last week. Down to 77th. Even that might be a tad bit too high, but to some extent there is a, kind of like we talked about with Hawaii, there is a, a floor of the pro, where the program has gotten to. It's only going to drop so right. much right away. The problem with Louisiana going forward is if these if things don't get turned around and the recruiting doesn't improve, then it keeps getting lower every single year. But this year there still right. is enough talent that they shouldn't drop to 110th this year. Uh, maybe right. they bottom out around 90th or something, but either way, this UL Monroe team is absolutely terrible model ranks of 125th. I don't know what else there is to say other than Louisiana might not be that good, but UL Monroe is so bad. Louisiana ought to be able to go on there and win by double digits. An A grade play for me laying the nine points. Again, model says it should be 16. I think that might be a little high. If it was me making this number, I'd probably make it more like Louisiana minus 13. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I'm on this side of 10, I'm, I'm all over Louisiana. I just think Monroe is terrible. This isn't about Louisiana. It's about just how bad Monroe is. And again, if Louisiana is a top 100 team, which I'm not asking much of them, I'm just asking yeah. to be a top 100 team. Again, right now, model says 77 might be a little high, but as long as they're top 100, they ought to be able to go on the road and by double digits in this one. Uh, total in this game is 51. Cousin Jared, what do you have for us? Uh, yeah, uh, man, let's see. So I, I don't – so here's the thing. I don't feel like I know anything about Monroe. Uh, they have played Texas and Alabama and an FCS team in between those. So I, I – All I three of those are pretty comparable, right? Yeah, all, all three of those are, are about 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 the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and Louisiana, if not for the five turnovers uh, in the second half committed by Eastern Michigan, I'm not sure they win that game. And, and then they right. lost to Rice last week, uh, and that that Rice team has just not been good good for a while. And, and so um, I don't, I feel like I don't know anything about Monroe, but what I know about Louisiana is just I'm I'm not the 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 people that have been on the bandwagon for them winning the, the Sun Belt West. Uh, I, I think losing people every week, even though there's, 
you know, we talked about the Sunbelt East. There is nobody in the Sunbelt West that you would yeah. say you can really, you know, trust. I mean, man, you just go up and down that list. There's a long list of people you don't trust there. South Alabama, I guess, mm-hmm. is the team that you trust the most mm-hmm. in the, in the mm-hmm. Sunbelt West after how they've played this season. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't trust Louisiana, and yeah. I know nothing about Monroe. So this is one of those where it's just – stay away and even if one team blows the other out i i still don't know if i feel like i know anything about neither of these teams yeah i think um if louisiana loses this game that they should be like a bottom 10 team mm. um mm. bottom 15 yeah. if they don't win by double digits like i said they're not a top 100 team and 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 again i'm i'm down on louisiana uh this is i don't want to say it's my last to roll with them uh, lost with yeah. them backing Rice, la- uh, trying to beat Rice last week. Uh, it, it's just, I think Leo Monroe is a lot worse than Rice. And I'm kind of giving them this game to get their act together. Like, this is the spot for Louisiana. If Louisiana is going right. to go out there and show anything, this is it. A um, yep. little bit of a rivalry here. So there's no um, taking frustrations out after last week, right? There's, I mean, there's, uh, I, I don't necessarily know if there's, you know, no love lost or whatever you want to talk about there. But I mean, it feels like, especially yeah. after last week, this is not a game where, um, you know, you're up three and you're playing conservative. It seems like a situation where they're going to try to score all the points they can. Um, and like I said, I'm going to ask them to show it to me. And if they don't, then we really have to consider how just yeah. how low the floor, I think there's a floor for Louisiana, but I mean, if they, they lose this one or win it by a field goal in overtime or something, we have to wonder, is there a floor for Louisiana? Or is it just going to fall right down to the basement? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Which is possible, right? It's possible. That's it is possible. Just like we always talk about, there's always a way you can lose every bet, right? The way you lose this bet is Louisiana is actually just terrible, and we think they're bad, but we don't realize just how terrible they are quite yet. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The good news is is that the priors are starting to diminish in importance, and uh, Mm -hmm. you know. So we're starting to the model's really starting to take note of what's happening this year. So it's dropping Louisiana. We'll see if it's dropped them enough. And like I said, I think the model's a little too high on Louisiana, but I don't, I'm not asking to win by the 16th the model thinks. I'm just asking to win by 10. Mm-hmm. So on the right side of a couple of key numbers here makes an A great play for me. But I mean, yep. obviously, I do have a little fear in the back of my mind of just how bad Louisiana is. But again, yep. every play, we could go through this in every play. We, we make these show two hours long, but we can talk exactly why every play is going to lose if we wanted to, right? Exactly. Uh, all right, that's all the games for this one. Going to recap a few things, any movement, stuff like that. I'm calling this three nails and go home because this is a little bit short. I think with Jake, it's, it's the like fourth quarter offense because Jake has yeah, all the plays, yeah. right? So we'll, we'll do that yeah. in 24 hours. We'll have Jake on and he'll come back and talk through all the plays. Uh, I have one more to go back and talk about. Talked about on episode one, Arizona and Cal. That's down to Cal minus three. That's an A grade play for me. So I'm adding my third unit to that one. It is at minus 120. Uh, again, on this one model, it says Cal should be a nine point favorite. I think Cal's decent and I'm just not sold on Arizona. I think they're improved, but uh, their rating has actually gone down the last two weeks. So the model's calibrated on them. It's not like it's still continue when the model continues to uh, a team's rating continues to go up or continues to go down. You say it hasn't calibrated yet. It's still trying to figure them out, but Arizona went up, you know, early on, but it's gone. The rating has gone down the last two weeks. So I feel pretty confident where Arizona is. I think California is just a, a better team at home. I don't know why it's only three. I'm laying the three with Cal. Uh, that's an A grade pick for me. So bumping that up from the episode one, that is my extra play here today. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? 
uh, also just of, of note there, I'm looking it, the model hasn't really changed too much on Cal at all. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's adjusted down on Arizona and stayed the same on Cal. So that's, that's, that's pretty interesting, I think. Um, okay. So, so two things for me, number one, uh, first double down of the week, I'm going to double down on the Clemson wake forest over, uh, that was at 57. It's gone down to 56 and a half. Uh, we, we talked about it at length on, on episode one, go back and listen to that, uh, you know, to hear our full discussion on it, but you know, 70, however many points in that game last year, don't see how that's any different this year. It feels like almost the exact same game over again. So uh, I'm going to double down uh, over 57 in episode one, getting over 56 and a half um, right now. And the other thing, and, and, and professor, this is, this is partially you uh, contributed to this. Um, I'm going to lay 13 points with Oklahoma uh, against Kansas okay. state. Uh, I, I liked what you had to say about that game. And the more I thought about it, the, the more I thought Adrian Martin, Martinez against Brent Venables. Why am I overthinking this? Um, yeah. th this seems like a game that if Martinez has to do anything, it's going to be a, a, a bad day for, for uh, Kansas state. I, I trust Venables to have that defense um, ready to go. So uh, I'm going to lay the 13 points with, with Oklahoma. I know again, feel like this happens every year with Kansas state and Oklahoma. I, I feel like usually I'm experienced enough in years past not to fall for it. I, I'm going to fall for it this year. I'm going to lay the 13. I, I, I feel like in years past, though, we've been on Kansas State in this spot. I feel like when Kansas uh, State's played Texas and Oklahoma, I feel like we've tended to just be like, nah, nah, be on the Wildcats in this one that people Well, are, of course, when they you know, play Texas. Like, of course. Yeah. That's, that's completely different. They, 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 they win the Texas game. Yeah. They blow yeah. out Texas. Uh, yeah. It's always a close game with Oklahoma. Yeah, but I feel like we've been on the Kansas State side against Oklahoma usually. So this is yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the rare times in, I feel like, the last decade or so where I've been like, no, nah, Oklahoma is just going to destroy them, I think. Yeah, yeah. So you, you talked me into it, Professor. All right. Well, I believe that is all we've got for you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Check out the website if you haven't yet. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll see you again in 24 hours with our friend Jake for more college football betting content. And until then, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>